Hey guys, this is Editor Joe back once again to tell you that we're still not very good at recording podcasts. Um, apparently we lost quite a bit of, well, not quite a bit. They're like 30 second to 45 second chunks of audio that just aren't here for this recording session. I don't know if our internet dropped out while we were doing it. Well, my internet, theirs isn't really as important. Um, for the most part, it was largely irrelevant conversations or me describing things, so I've tried to append to these locations podcast relevant details that may have gotten lost, but for the most part, it wasn't anything too tragic. So again, sorry for all of the hubbub and fuss, and hopefully uh, this has been ironed out in the next few recording sessions. Uh, I guess we'll see. So, without further ado, episode 7 of The Alchemist Club. Hello, and welcome to episode 7 of The Alchemist Club. I'm Joe, your host and dungeon master of this exciting adventure. Joining me at the table, quote-unquote, are... Daniel, and I played Shed Fleet, the Eric Cochran. Kale, playing Desmond, the angry cleric. I'm Zach, and I play Farak Dunkil, who tries to keep Desmond under trouble and fails. Leyland, I'm... Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Matt, and I play Lael in Hill Creek, the wood elf, who's not entirely prepared right now. So <laughs> My name's Leland. I play Leland. <laughs> I play Matt. Yeah. Switching things up. I'm Waffle, and I play three lightning bolts in a trench coat. I'm Ron Burgundy. Lovely. <laughs> What if instead of us playing these characters in D&D, the characters are playing us in D&D? Oh, Revolutionary. Oh, shit. They should have rolled better. (laughs) (laughs) What a terrible game. Yeah, I wish my int was higher. We're looking at five out of six dump stats. (laughs) (laughs) At best. (laughs) It was a point-by system. Point-by systems are the devil. Sounds like a low point by system. We've got five dump stats. Anyway, last time the party went shopping, went to a party, and got dressed. Tell me what happens on your first day of travel. I reacquaint myself with a deck of cards. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm practicing card tricks. I'm spinning tall tales to my good friend Ched. Mm. See Desmond just walking with fall rock every, every now and then. Like so, so you really don't eat rocks. No, no, no. I'm I'm going through a very thorough explanation. <laughs> every non-food use we have for rocks and why we would never eat rocks. <laughs> so you don't eat them because they're too valuable. Absolutely. But in like a survival situation, we couldn't eat them anyways. Might not be opposed. <laughs> but what if your stomach's upset? Or what if you ate a rock and then you ate smaller rocks to break up that bigger rock? No. <laughs> okay. Eating the rocks, even the small ones, would make us sick to begin with. I, like, I gather some berries as we walk. I don't, I'm like, I'm fascinated with Ched because Ched can fly and that's mm-hmm. just great. So I'm, you know, I'm asking about, uh, you know, what's it like? What's Eric Cochran society? You know, what... Okay. Why did you why'd you leave? Like what's uh what were you seeking outside the mountain home? But not not the dwarven mountain home, a legally distinct mountain home. You you mean the airy? Yeah. Cloud top. <laughs> we don't well, first of all, we don't live in clouds. Um Well, no, Cloud Top is the name of the Eerie. 
Oh. <laughs> well, we're we're actually I'm I'm kind of like an odd duck. Uh, You're a duck too. <laughs> if you pardon my language, your mother's side or your father's side? <laughs> I think it's a I think it's my great aunt. So on my mother's side, yeah. Okay. To the here side, so. Yeah, we're. I, I so you haven't really met an Eric Cochran before. Never in all my travels. So they're we're kind of a quiet bunch. We normally don't even leave our um, our hometown, our uh, our uh, ancient city, um, because we like to keep to ourselves. Kind of just like to stay out. We're we're kind of we're kind of neutral uh, for the most part. We kind of want to stay out of the business of the world. But we do occasionally get drawn into uh, elemental wars between the air and earth planes. Oh. Um, yeah, because we're, we're related to, to air elements. We all speak Auron. And uh, sometimes, yeah, we get called in to fight some uh, gargoyles. So, like, normally we would only leave to... Fight some uh, gargoyles? To go, either go fight some gargoyles, or because there was some other greater quest that was... Uh, that was troubling the world. I see. Yeah. Do you know anything of lightning element? I don't, actually. Ah, well, never mind then. I know some sonic. I know some fire. Uh, spells, that is. But about elementals, uh, not, not too much. I see. Well, that is fascinating. I, I had no idea there was an ancient city somewhere. Oh, yeah. Can't, can't tell you where it is, though. Sometime. Oh, <laughs> nope. uh, no, probably not. I mean, I'm my people are great and all, but I, I don't think they they're not that not too accepting of outsiders. Okay, so it's one of those ancient cities. Yeah, yeah. Part, no, part of the I, reason I why I left. Try to try to find uh, you know some different folks. Also, it's legitimately impossible to reach Cloudtop without <laughs> being able to fly. Without being able to fly. I, you know, that's not actually that big of an obstacle for me. <laughs> Leyland, what are you up to? I'm just walking a little bit ahead, keeping an eye on the surroundings. Quiet okay. to my thoughts. So, you make it through the whole day. Nothing particularly interesting happens. Uh, Falrock, you are one-third of the way through your list of things that dwarves do with rocks uh, <laughs> as night falls. <laughs> and inclusive one thousand and one ways to use a rock <laughs> by Sal Rock Duncan. Our, our masonry techniques are very thorough, <laughs> and it soon becomes uh, too dark to really see properly. Plus, Plus you have for the night. Time to set up dark yes, vision. Well, if you have dark vision, then you continue to see reasonably well out to sixty feet. That's fair. Oh, resistance to acid is not dark vision. Okay. (laughs) No, those are very different. I produce a flame when it gets too dark. I produce a flame. I I reflexively put it out with my water. (laughs) I I relight it and turn away from Desmond. Desmond, we need the fire to see. Or at That's least fine, fire to but see. I thought it was a forest fire, and I'm <laughs> I'm the only one that can prevent them. And I show you my water glow. I I know a thing or two about large fires. That's not a that's not a forest fire. You you know a lot about rocks too, apparently. <laughs> I know a lot of things. Yes. Oh, okay. You eat rocks and you know things. <laughs> I don't eat rocks, but I do know things. <laughs> so. so you settle down for the night. 
I make sure that the campfire space that we make is very safe from forest fires so as not to uh, <laughs> bother Desmond. And indeed, and this, there aren't even any trees around. Oh, damn. Okay. Uh, so day breaks, uh, unless you guys wish to like set a watch or something. Nah. Okay. Day breaks, the night passes uneventfully, and you continue your travels. Falrock is now on the H portion of things to do with rocks. <laughs> uh, when Leolin, you spot him, ahead of you... Him. Whoa. A, Put him in a stew? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Leolin spots right. coming down the road kind of a strange-looking cart, sort of. It's, it's very small. I think, like... It's almost like outhouse-sized, or a little bit bigger than that, pulled by a couple of donkeys. And there are four uh, guards wearing chainmail and holding spears uh, walking next to it in, like, a square formation. Wow. So, someone important, clearly. Clearly. And And I do uh, an investigation check to see if I can notice any, you know, signals or, you know... Uh, perception would work better from this distance, but yes. Okay. That'd be a 25. Ooh, you see no distinguishing marks or signets or heraldry of any kind. Do their uniforms look similar to the guards that we saw at the Dark Fortress? Uh, they do not. Okay. I guess we just pass them on the road and, you know, say hello. Uh, As the cart approaches... Uh, a woman, well, you see a figure wearing uh, a hood poke its head out through the window of the cart, uh, and she waves at you um, says, Greetings, travelers. Uh, tell me, have you seen any strangers on the road who were, you know, dressed in a particular sort of, just kind of a gray, gray tunic, gray pants? Oh, sort of like a uniform, almost. Uh, Weird. No. I don't uh, good day, madam. Um, May I ask, uh, which way called? might these men of gray have been headed? Uh, uh, we've passed few travelers on this road, but perhaps if we had a little more to go off. Oh, they'd be moving in the same direction as you, as a matter of fact. As she's talking, you can you you can kind of see under the hood and. There's a very angular face that is completely hairless, totally bald, no eyebrows. Her skin is bone white. Um, and she looks really creepy, like cheap Disney. horror movie monster kind of creepy. <laughs> Disney, Disney villain, you definitely know who the villain is. Yeah. So- I look back behind us as though I'm like, oh, well, maybe they're coming around the corner just now. Oh, no, guess not. And I try. <laughs> I, um, the Kool-Aid grape or oh, no. <laughs> I, I think on this for a moment and uh, I say, well, uh, my companions and I are moving rather quick. Uh, perhaps if we catch up with them, since, as you say, we're both headed to the capital, it would seem. Uh, Perhaps I could send them your way. Is there a name or a, a locale I could give to them? Oh, my name is Saskia. And I a imagine name. if you just mention me to them, they will know exactly who I am and where to find me. 
and they would be more than happy to, to make themselves known to me. Then I shall carry your message with all haste, my good lady. Excellent. And I bow. May I ask what you, what you are, why you are looking for them? Oh, I've had some reports from, from my superiors that they are slacking off, shall we say, and uh, need a little bit of a reminder as to what their purpose is uh, in, their, what, in our organization. What is their purpose? Oh, oh, they're, uh, they're miners. They work up at the mining towns. Oh, I see. Everybody should make an insight check. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Voldemort. <laughs> she has a nose. Another 24. 25. 13. 15. 15. Oh, come on. All of you get the sense that she is not telling you the whole truth. Of course not. And also, <laughs> she would have thought. Super creepy. I, I really loud whisper to Falrock. Is she referring to us? <laughs> I don't believe I, so. Oh, no. <laughs> I drown out whatever inane bullshit Desmond is saying. Uh, I immediately like strike up, you know, oh, well, I heard some gossip about the, uh, you know, the marble market this time of year. It sounds like it's in a bit of a slump due to some of the, you know, the weather down south taking out a few of the roads, and there's been a big drop in demand from some adjacent countries. Uh, it must be a tough time to be, I assume you're a, you own one of the mines up north? Yes, that's right. And her demeanor has shifted subtly from pleasant to kind of hard-eyed. I see. Um, well, uh, you must be very busy, so I wish you safe travels. And the same well, to you. Again, what are please. what are the names of these uh, workers of yours that we are hoping to find? Oh, I unfortunately don't know their names. Uh, I'm far too busy to be bothered with the small details of running running a mine. I delegate that to underlings, of course. Australian accent, no. Okay, <laughs> but uh, as you say, I. I am quite busy and need to resolve the situation as quickly as possible. So safe travels to you as well. And again, please, if you see if you see anybody wearing clothing such as I described, send them my way. You have my word. Take good luck. She uh, pulls herself back into the carriage and it begins to trundle slowly to the north. And I... I wave as she goes, and I say, On the name of my father, I shall deliver your message, no matter the cost. There's no response. Yes. <laughs> I wait just until they're out of earshot, or what should be earshot. <laughs> and I'm, I immediately have my twig out. <laughs> <laughs> and I look to Desmond, and I say, I could strangle you. What? All right, so... <laughs> they are... They're probably... Where are uniforms gray that we got at the fortress? Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. So they're definitely talking about... They've been... So they're headed up there to investigate the thing. Mm-hmm. Because there's been no communication from there since A showed yeah. herself. So... Yep. They have no idea who's wearing the... Should we kill her? Stuff. No? Actually, we really need to get off the road instead of just arguing right here. <laughs> well... 
Are they looking for us, or are they looking for the ones that came before us? They're looking for us now. Well, yes. Well, so right now they're looking also for their employees, I group. assume. Yeah. Looking for us or looking for deserters? She could have phrased it either way, because we wouldn't have had clothes other than what left. Right. I, I say let's keep walking on the road. Like, let's act natural here, because mm-hmm. we don't, you know... So let's keep walking along the road. We're just travelers. There's no need. Like the most suspicious thing we could do right now is dart off into the woods. Absolutely. Is there any? Is this a busy road? Is there anyone else that we've been passing by, or is near no, us? You've passed. You've passed like two people total over the busy. day and a half you've been walking. So, okay. so we, we don't really need to worry about acting naturally or not. There's not really. Well, I mean, we that we yeah, saw. No, we, do. Yes, we do. Here's the thing. We don't look in the best shape either, so... Yeah, we're pretty rough. We, we need to keep moving and put more distance between ourselves and her. Assassins in the trees, invisibility, arcane eyes. Like, our enemy is very clearly magically inclined since their cells were locked and, with magic. And has a great number of resources to their name too. Yeah. And I'm probably a huge liability because there aren't a whole yeah. lot of Eric Cochran's out and probably. about in the world. So probably but if, not. But she delegated a lot of things so she wouldn't know No, not her personally, but somebody in the future might know if they have yeah. any sort of records. I mean, she's she's seen our faces now, so all she has to do is mm-hmm. put two and two together. So we should keep moving. Yep, agreed. Okay, editor Joe here. After this point, the party argued for a bit about things, and then ultimately uh, walked for a little further and went to bed. So you guys awaken. It's morning. You're on the road to Jux. Yes, it's the third day of your travels. Supposedly, the capital was three days travel away. I think we should just keep going. Um, as I recall, the protocol we were going with was just act very normal, act like travelers. It's entirely possible that we're being watched by a vanguard. Didn't we also, I can't remember, like we were going to just walk, you know, off the path a little bit, like in perpendicular to the path because we were concerned about There was it. definitely some conversation had about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think we came to a consensus yet. My argument against it remains that this wagon has passed, but it's entirely possible that they have other agents proceeding or trailing or in the area. And I'm not confident in personally in my stealth skills to have being off the path, looking shifty if we do get caught, kind of outweigh the benefits of stick with the ruse of being out in the open and yeah, just like casual. Yeah. Yep. Sounds good. And I've, I've kind of like, I've grabbed some mud off the uh, side of the road there and I'm sort of mucking up my boots just a little bit. So I look a little more like, you know, not, Travel. not like grubby, but I've been on the road for at least you know, a week, according to my clothes. You don't look like you stopped anywhere near this town we were just in? Is that what yes. you're saying? These okay. brand new clothes that were given to you as a sign <laughs> of gratitude for saving a town. Yeah. yeah. Those. Yeah, I, I don't look like I'm dressed in brand new clothes anymore. Waffle took the tags off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're on the road. Yeah. Proceeding? Marching, marching, marching along. Yeah, are we at the point? Finish. Are we at the point that we can see the the skyline or 
any buildings at this the point vast in the spires of Jux. Not yet. So about an hour and a half after you start your morning, the road that you are on joins up with a much larger, well-kept, and well-paved thoroughfare. Ah, uh, yes. And there are several people just within visible distance um, walking along it, either towards or away from the city, which there is a convenient like milepost marker that points to the direction of the capital. Excellent. Um, and uh, Leyland and Terajex would know that this is the tradeway, which is the cooperatively maintained road that crosses the entire continent uh, from Jux through uh, the capital of Aldrax, which is Cord, down to Sildal and Argenta. Okay. Uh, of course. Yes. I've tread many a mile of this here road. Great artery through the heartlands. What's the crowd looking like today? Is it pretty busy or? There aren't too many people out. Like it doesn't look like it's a market day for any of the nearby villages. So it's like a handful of wagons, groups of passersby and the occasional lone traveler, guard patrol, that sort of thing. So uh, I've been thinking about this a little bit. Would I remember, I guess, on my last visit to the grand city of Jux, do they require like any sort of entrance papers or documentation at the gates? Or like, are we going to be frisked by guards? Um, no, I don't remember there being anything that requires okay. uh, any any like identification or something like that to get into the into the city. The gates are guarded, but unless you have like a large cart full of suspicious looking lumps, you're probably yeah. not going to get questioned. Okay. Obvious invading army. Here's yeah. the uh, What's walls. this giant yeah. wooden horse you're trying to bring into this <laughs> It's a gift. Yeah. It's just a gift. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Right? <laughs> Well, the mouth is fine. It's the belly that's full of salt. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, just like, I guess other details I could think of. Like, I would know if Jux is a place where it's like, oh, you can't open carry swords or uh, uh, certain districts don't allow magic. Like, are there any little weird details or things I should fill the group in on? The last time you were here, you were like eight. Right? That's true. I was also enraptured by the glory of Jux. Yeah. Like, so as far as out you of know, character, like, Tara Jux's last visit was like a Disney World vacation with his yeah, parents. Like, the, the streets are paved <laughs> with cotton candy. Evan, the parent, singular. Oh, sorry. Of course. I don't actually know that because you still haven't, I haven't gotten proper backstories written up from everybody yet. Claire's. Yeah, sorry. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Not that you can remember off the top of your head, but it's possible they exist because it has been a long time. Your time in the Navy was not, you weren't stationed in Jux and the Naval like training academy is actually on the edge of the continent. Okay. Onward and upward. Indeed. Any other questions? Is anyone on this road looking at us suspiciously at all? Not even a little bit. Okay. That's good. So you continue walking, uh, passing some of the slower uh, walkers and and cart riders on the road. You are passed in turn by several people who are going faster or riding horses. And around noon, uh, you can see the 
the famous black marble walls of Jux peek over the horizon. And there's a, there's a short line of people outside the gate being inspected. Um, it looks like a, a trade caravan has come through, and the guards have chosen it for a random inspection. <laughs> it's full of dragonborn, and they're all really pissed. <laughs> random dead body search. But there it is. You can see uh, gleaming in the distance past the walls the the palace of Jux, where the emperor resides atop his grand hill overlooking the lake Juxana. And I say all that. Yes. <laughs> and that, I look over at Terra Jux and like, you must have some place for us to stay because of your quite well-known uh, escapades and glorious encounters you've had in this land. Uh, <laughs> let me uh i i flip up with my pocketbook and i start flicking through to see who owes me favors in uh the city of jux hmm you don't have nearly everybody book? on that list <laughs> is somebody who you were in training with <laughs> and the other ones on there are just my alter egos yeah the other ones on there are you <laughs> mm, you know, you've actually caught me at a weird time. The whole like, you know, owed favors. It's kind of like an ebb and flow thing. Where... I'm in between favors right now. Exactly. <laughs> I've, I've recently cashed in all my favors and I have yet to accrue more goodwill with this particular region. If we were literally wow. anywhere else, I would be showering my friends in hospitality. But we'll just, uh, uh, we'll just have to put our feelers out then. Yeah. Well, I guess the first step is to walk right. into the city. Then sounds like a good step to me. So uh, let's check things out. What's uh, what's just inside the gate? Well, as you approach the gate, oh, the guards <laughs> uh, hold up their hands and say, "What is your business in the city of Jux?" Uh, we are we are mere travelers looking for a place to stay for the night. Very well. Uh, please proceed in. Do you have any merchandise that you're looking to sell while you're here? Hmm. <laughs> Is this your first time to the city of Jux? <laughs> is that uh, it's my first time. Your yes. table and goes, is, this, is, this, is this your first time? Yes, <laughs> yes it is. We need uh, to be, walk through the menu, please. <laughs> Give us a tour. Uh, directly inside <laughs> the gates, you'll find the foreign quarter. Uh, embassies for any particular race, nation, or kingdom can be found there. Uh-huh. Along with all those who do not have a license to sell merchandise in the Grand Bazaar. If you do not have such a license and you wish to sell anything, you'll need to do so in the foreign quarter. Beyond that, you'll find the Grand Bazaar. Across the river from the Grand Bazaar is the Hall of Mysteries campus. The Temple District is just beyond that. And uh, the palace itself is at the the end of this road, following the river. But um, I don't think the Emperor is seeing any foreign dignitaries today, so I doubt you have any business there. Is there like a welcome center where we can like park our horses and go to the bathroom? Yeah, maybe you get a free map. Maps are posted inside on the notice boards. You don't have any horses. <laughs> well, that's theoretical. If we theoretically had a horse, you know. Is there, uh, is there news on this notice board as well as uh, job listings? Yeah, you'll find just about... Anything you could think to find on a notice board, on the notice boards of the Foreign Quarter. Thank you. Uh, people looking for work, government official notices, that sort of thing. Well, we don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, as long as there aren't any problems, we'd just like to get inside and, uh, and, and enjoy the city. By all means, welcome to the capital. And he steps out of the way. 
Nice. Uh, I walk past and uh, start looking for the notice board. The first thing you see upon entering the gates is it it kind of does remind you of Disney World a little bit. Um, (laughs) The road goes into a circle that surrounds a statue, uh, very Walt Disney-esque, of of a tall man wearing uh, billowing robes under which are a plate set of armor. He is carrying a sword in one hand and the other is upraised in a welcoming gesture. Uh, Terra Jux, this is Jux the Second, founder of the Empire. Oh, magnificent! Surrounding the, or so then the road, the road, and goes in a circle around the statue, and then it goes into a much larger circle that encompasses a whole bunch of buildings that look like they were kind of picked up out of a random assortment grab bag of buildings and thrown into the circle. Uh, so there are. Plain stone buildings. There's a very flat one-story building that has intricate carvings all over it. Uh, a wooden building that looks kind of like a tree, almost like ha- a half sphere with a door in the side, and incongruously like a pleasant woodland cottage with four chimneys attached to it. <laughs> and each of these buildings has some sort of flag or emblem in the immediate vicinity of its doorways. On the outside of this larger circle are people with stalls and carts and blankets full of merchandise and hawkers uh, trying to sell their wares. And then there are buildings made of stone, dark stone. Some of it looks like it's been painted black to match the walls. Looks like houses and residences and that sort of thing. Yeah. So do these look like official embassies or is it just sort of uh like-minded or similar species kind of grouping together at a guess you would say that this is these are probably embassies okay so they've got like guards posted and yeah there are like you can see outside the like the very squat stone building there are dwarves outside in ceremonial armor we have a dwarf the uh, the tree looking building has you. There are there are two elven archers that are visible and likely four or five more that are not. Yeah, up in the branches. So yeah, there it's these are these are pretty clearly like official embassies. Fantastic. Well, so I we, guess do we head to the end first, or do we? We came here looking for information, correct? Yes, we came here because we need to visit the the scholars and deliver this box mm-hmm. uh, because we want to know what's inside. Are we going to the Hall of Mysteries? Is that it? I think we are going to eventually go to the Hall of Mysteries. But first and foremost, what are the just kind of like shopping around or stopping at least one in and get a sense of what's the cost per night here sort of looking like? Because we're probably going to end up staying here a couple days at least while they unmystery this box. Mm. Oh, and uh, there are the notice boards, uh, Chad, are there are a couple like on either side of the statue of Jux the second. Oh, okay. I'm going to waltz right up to one. Okay. Uh, they have, it, it looks like any college like message board kind of thing that you see. There are uh-huh. flyers for just about anything you can think of uh, advertising different shops or, you know, Dr. Whizbang's magic elixir or <laughs> you know, 
How's um, the music scene in Jux? <laughs> it depends on what district you're in. So are there any um, interesting news articles up on the board? There are a couple of recruitment flyers for mercenary guilds uh, oh. stationed in Idona's Redoubt, which is uh, one of the residential districts. Okay. Make an, make an investigation check. Oakley dokley. And Terajux, while he's doing that, oh. what's your passive perception? Uh, passive perception is 12. Okay. Six. Okay. So Ched is perusing this notice board, and uh, Terajux, he's, he, he's looking at all of these different advertisements for, like, soaps and that sort of thing, and you spot <laughs> a, kind of a yellow-looking wanted poster that's sticking out of or underneath a bunch of other flyers. It looks like it's been there for a long time. Okay. And you can just see the letters T-A-R underneath <laughs> uh-huh. the headshot. Yeah, so I'm I'm just going to step a little closer and uh, what's, you know, I, I don't draw attention to this. I'm just kind of like, oh, oh, look, there's, a, there's artisanal spices. Oh, interesting. And then I would like to visually confirm. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Just, I want to take a peek, and it's, it is what I assume it is. It is absolutely what you assume it is. And I assume the, the crime is what I think it is. There is no crime listed, just a reward. And it's a pretty big one, I assume. 1,000 gold pieces. That's not that oh. big. It is, well, consider that the average... <laughs> all of us have nothing. Okay, because I'm already trying to figure out how to spend the thousand gold. <laughs> I, I let myself be offended for just a second. Like, again, for context for people who aren't familiar with D&D, <laughs> and like Matt, <clears throat> an average farmer will earn about one gold piece a month. Yeah. So for the, the hoi polloi of... Of the city of Jux, this is a fortune that could last you several years. And this, um, I walk up to the poster to Terra Jux and see him peeking at the poster. <laughs> and like, well, can I sleight of hand? Like, that's before? something. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I definitely don't see it. That's for yeah. sure. I uh, nobody, that. nobody else was looking at the at the <laughs> notice board. So, and uh, Ched is totally entranced by. Like, uh, there are several adult clubs that are advertising here as well. What? That's no, no. <laughs> can't decide that for me. You're wondering what it means, though. What's an adult club? I'm an adult now, right? Yeah. Why are the memory glands so oh, large? There's a, there's, a bird, there's a bird watching club that meets on Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> How does that work? So, so that is uh, 13 sleight of hand. I'm kind of like sweeping my hand through and I'm not only picking up the wanted poster, but I make it look like I'm really interested. Um, Cause people, my companions have seen me picking up spices previously. Like I've mm-hmm. raided spice racks in the fortress and stuff. So I'm, I'm making it look like I'm really interested in this spice dealer. who has uh-huh. got these artisanal mm-hmm. spice jars. So you managed to sweep it off. You just leave like chunks of corner behind okay. where it was. Uh, so now there's a very obvious Blank spot. <laughs> and I'll rifle through these a little bit and I'll put the cheese one back. Okay. And I go, oh, phew. And I turn around and go, oh, hello there. I asked Larry, how are you did, doing? Did you, did you find anything that might be useful for us? I've got, uh, 
we could go get some very nice artisanal spices from the south. I've got a knife sharpening service here, although I think most of us don't use knives, so I could probably put that one back. Uh, this appears to be a wagon wheel fix, so once we actually get a cart, that'll be really useful. Um, do we know anyone with gout? I see a gout <laughs> remedy here. Oh my god. <laughs> my, my toes do kind of hurt. <laughs> I, might, I might have a give it a couple months <laughs> right but uh no not uh i'll keep looking here there's got to be a job for up-and-coming adventurers you know yeah i uh I, well, motioned, I motioned to terjux to look at a couple different posters that i saw there's a mercenary guilds i think recruiting there are i don't i don't know if we want to get affiliated with like an organized kind of thing you know you don't? You don't think so? I think it'll harsh our style. They're the ones with the money, right? And we're not, like, we wouldn't be bound to them, would we? Like, we just do jobs for them, as many as we want, and take some pay and go on our way. Yeah, and they take a cut, and they've got their bureaucracy all over us. And... Oh, don't even. They're, uh, mer- mercenary guilds, bureaucracy. Uh, you, might, you might get me if this was more like an office setting kind of thing, but, like, <laughs> mercs, really? Uh, Taking a cut, we can skim off the top. You know, we we don't even report all of our our, our findings, <laughs> all of our treasure. Like, don't worry about it, man. Like, if you're really if you're worried about like uh, form filling and shit like that, I, I don't think this is where we're going to encounter it. There's, is there some fun. other reason why you don't want to do mercenary? Editor Joe back again. The party here discussed for a bit what they wanted to do, and they decided to go to the Hall of Mysteries first, and then perhaps pick up a mercenary job after that. At first, and then we can know what kind of timetable we're time dealing with. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. And then we can find a job on the job posting board that, you know, maybe takes that amount of time. That makes sense. That's an excellent wow. idea. <laughs> I, I have no doubt that you'll be able to find work in a city of this size. Jux, if you want, I can hold on to uh, the papers you picked up there. Ah, no, it's okay. I've got like a, I've got a spot for him. Hastily crumples them up and shoves them into sleeve. <laughs> Just eats them. Back again. Uh, so the party here decided to go to the Hall of Mysteries, as previously discussed, and I began to describe the city, uh, which follows as the city of Jux is split down the middle by the river, vertically, uh, horizontally, North, like north, south, or east, west. It's split north, south. Okay. So the general shape of the city is that it is on a slope. The palace is situated on top of a hill overlooking a lake. From the lake flows a river that divides the city in two, as I just said. Uh, And the two halves of the city are then further subdivided into several different districts. The party is in the foreign quarter, which is the quarter adjacent to the gates. Uh, Next to that are a residential district called the Verdant District, or more commonly Beggar's Alley, and the Grand Bazaar, which is where most of Jux's commerce takes place. Across the river from the Grand Bazaar is the Hall of Mysteries campus. Is there a bridge nearby that we can see? <laughs> there are bridges the in the Grand Bazaar that cross the river. All right. In this foreign quarter, are there people selling clothes and things like that? Just sort of like these oh, corner yeah, markets? Oh, yeah, there's a lot of like really cheap, low-quality goods Excellent. Of all kinds being hot. That's here. bizarre. I would like to pick up a set of clothes that could be described as more scholarly. I don't know that you'd find anything convincingly scholarly here. You might, uh, anything you pick up would be like 
this is a scholar who hasn't published a paper in two No, years. that's exactly what I want. I want um down on his luck. Like I don't, I don't think we have any money though. I do. Don't we each have ten? Yeah. Or we were at least given ten. We got we got a payout from the mayor. The mayor? Yeah. I had my I sheet marked gold. as one twenty. That could be completely wrong. And I just that seems gold? gold? Huh? I thought we each had like starting gold. Yeah. Oh, no, that was starting gold. Never mind. Oh, I didn't oh, start with any yeah. gold. No, you don't get any gold to start with. Erase it. <laughs> I erased it. I erased it. Yeah, we, 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 we were in prison, so. Yeah. yeah, Joe did a good job of that. <clears throat> yeah, so I'm looking for, um, I am a scholar that is very down on his luck. Maybe even like, you know, a former scholar sort of thing or... Uh, definitely, like, no one you've ever heard of kind of thing. Yeah, you can find scholarly-looking uh, robes and that sort of thing. Perfect. There's a, a used clothes merchant. I <clears throat> I would like to buy some of that, then. It'll cost you one gold piece. Done and done. Does this used clothes merchant have, like, monk robes or, like, Abbey of the Eversea kind of clothes? Nothing nothing that is like Abbey of the Eversea branded, quote unquote, but they have robes that a monk could use. Nah, I'm I'm fine with regular clothes then. I'm yeah. just I'm still on the hunt for the possibility of my own things that got taken months ago. Yeah, that would be somewhere. nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I switch into these scholarly articles and I affect just a little bit of a, a stoop to me. Like I've been beaten down by life and uh the the hair goes back into a grad student ponytail <laughs> Shut Do you have enough hair? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I, I suppose we did get like shaved while we were yeah, lab shaved mm-hmm. dang it uh well i i do what i can to make it look longer Okay. And so uh, you affect this transformation. I affect this transformation and uh, uh, nearly unrecognizable. I, I turn to my companions and I say, uh, The name's Vimish Rinwind, meteorological scholar. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you study. I just blink at him. Look, please, just for reasons I don't want to get into, this is just going to make things easier. All right. Everybody ready to go to the Hall of Mysteries then? Sure. Uh, uh, as long as he's not planning on anything too scandalous, then uh, I'm willing to go along with it. And we're off. Leave the scandalous <laughs> to me. The greatest enemy the party can face is itself. <laughs> I disagree. All right. So, what is what does this hall of mysteries look like? Is it a is it a grand thing? The hall of mysteries is a district of the city that is in turn divided into five sub-districts. Huh. Occupying a fairly sizable campus. This is... It was originally, and this is all printed as, like, trivia on your map. It was <laughs> Did you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, the Hall of Mysteries was originally a single building uh, that was kind of left over after the hatching. And uh, it was preserved and used to store items that also survived the hatching for some time. And as this occurred, scholars began to be drawn to it, trying to study it, recover lost secrets, uh, rediscover old magics, that sort of thing. 
Right. Uh, and eventually, a uh, university kind of formed around it. No. So now the Hall of Mysteries has an academy that just teaches things like mathematics, you know, courtly manners, various types of non-magical alchemy. So you have you have the non-magic academy. You have a district dedicated to the schools of magic and teaching the magical arts. The Tectologists Guild is situated kind of in the center. This is where tectologists train and learn how to predict the movements of the continents and floating islands of the world. Okay. And then there's a housing district and an administrative district. So when you cross the bridge, you enter into the academy district of the Hall of Mysteries. And it's very pleasant, like, upper-level Ivy League college looking kind of setting with old stone buildings and ivy and shady boulevards and that sort of thing. Uh, You see professors and academic regalia walking around carrying stacks of books and papers and holding forth and discussing with people about theories and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. There's a circle of people wearing brightly colored hats uh, in one of the parks. They're passing around a pipe and smoking from it. Um, somebody has a small bag that sounds like it's full of beans that they're kicking around. Oh my god! Good lord! <laughs> so where does the map tell us anywhere? Like where exactly where all the arcane studies are held, or at least where the faculty, you know, they have their offices. Faculty it. offices are kind of in the housing district. Well, depending on it, it kind of depends on the faculty. All faculty have offices associated with their their classrooms or where they teach. Okay. Uh, some of them opt not to use those and instead have uh, purchased or rented uh, a larger living space to kind of make an office there as well. So these, but if you're looking for magical or professors of magic, you want to go to the the schools of magic region of the of the Hall of Mysteries, which is just west of the academy portion. All right, I'm ahead west. So this box that we have, those symbols on it are in Draconic, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. Mm-hmm. And yes. we have a couple of people who can read Draconic, one much more reliably than the other. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so we we know the individual words, we just don't know their significance. We don't. So the, the letters on the box don't form words. It's kind oh. of like a... A boggle cube? Yeah, okay. So our best bet is probably like someone who could scry inside the box, maybe, or I'm just trying to think like what department would be best suited to help us with this. Pick the one you think's close, and then if it's wrong, then they'll know which one to send us to. Good point. I think magical studies is a fine start then. Okay. Let's go there. All right, you make your way to the Schools of Magic area, and this has a slightly stranger, like, less familiar feel to it. The buildings, it looks like they're all trying to compete to be miniature wizard towers. (laughs) Um, Only the ones with the most funding are the highest. (laughs) Yeah. There are eight large ones that uh, your map tells you are for the individual Schools of Magic, and then... Uh, some of the smaller buildings cover things like magical alchemy, magic item creation, artifact studies, that sort of thing. Which one's the biggest? Uh, Evocation? No, no. They don't, they don't focus on that kind of thing here. 
the largest tower is probably it's probably a tie between divination and abjuration. Oh, I think we'd want to head towards artifact studies. Yeah, that sounds oh. right. Uh, the artifact studies tower, quote unquote, is only about five stories tall. They don't get a lot of funding. <laughs> um, the the front door swings open when you approach it without touching it at all. It just like it senses people are there and opens. And inside you can see that there is a circular chamber with uh, some benches and there's a desk uh, behind which sits a young man who is reading a book disinterestedly. I uh, hobble in, squinting owlishly through my glasses and uh, <laughs> I, I make several signs, you know, ooing <laughs> at the, the grandeur of the Juxian academic system. He doesn't look up. <laughs> and uh, I approach is there like a little bell on the desk or anything that i can ring nope all right i stand there <laughs> <laughs> everybody shuffles awkwardly into the yeah. <laughs> a couple of awkward coughs later <laughs> i start preening my feathers a little bit excuse um, me my boy excuse me can I help you? Uh, yes, yes, quite. Uh, you see, we have uh, something we'd like appraised. A, okay. <laughs> an object of unknown portent and significance. Some could say oh. indeterminate. It's going to be a difficult mystery, to figure out who to send it to if you don't know anything about it. Uh, yes, well, that's why we came here first. You are the preeminent scholars in the magical domain, are you not? <laughs> Maybe 15 years ago. Ah, nonsense. The flame of greatness still burns within these halls. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, I turn and I gesture to my, my companions. I, Please, bring it forward. Perhaps, perhaps he can divine some sort of future path for us. Alright, then. <laughs> and I take the puzzle box and put it on the desk and I'm like, it's got draconic symbols on it and there's obviously something inside. We're trying to get it open, but there doesn't seem to be a way to open it. The worksmanship, seamless, impossible, some would say. Hey. <sighs> I pat, I pat sure. whatever Terajax's fucking fake name is on the back. <laughs> yeah, so if there if there's anything else you could tell us about this box, or if there's somebody you could point us to, that would be great. He picks up the box and kind of turns it over. It's like, oh, it sounds like there's something inside. Inspects the runes, inspects the woodwork, and he puts it back down and pulls out a piece of parchment and scribbles a note on it and then kind of crumples it up into a ball and throws it behind him. And it midair folds itself into a swan and flies up the staircase behind him. Wow. And uh, he says, please hold on a second. I'm... I'm getting my my PI. He'll be down in a minute. <laughs> like a bench somewhere nearby I can sit yeah, on? Yeah, there, there are benches in here. All right, I'm going to pop a squat. Like I... yellowed scholarly journals, like artifacts. Now, so, for us uneducated individuals, what does PI stand for? Primary investigator. <laughs> it's Ooh. a grad student's boss. Okay. I, so I thank him and uh, shuffle nervously over to my seat, fiddling, twitching. Vimish yep. Rinwind is just a ball of nerves. 
<laughs> and once we're all kind of huddled together and I can get a word in, I'm sure is hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, just kind of like sideways to everyone. I go, if anyone asks, we found the cube with the knolls. Okay. Okay. And Shouldn't you have told the, us that earlier? <laughs> Look, <at> that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's been a while since I've done this. Right, but I mean, why would we? Why would we lie? Because there's a crazy bald lady in charge of a science cult. She went the opposite direction of the city. And I don't trust anywhere as long as she is prowling. What, you think this is her alma mater or something? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. Not enough to suggest we get disguises? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright, if I'm being completely honest, I don't know if you could pull it off. The, <laughs> the mindset that you have to get into to inhabit the skin of another person. It's, it's the so- wings. Just say yeah. it's the wings. I'm sorry, it's the wings. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been thinking oh, for days on how I could disguise the wings, but <laughs> uh, it's okay, just... Sherlock. It's okay. What about the rest of us? <laughs> so, okay, my point is, if that grad student spreads a rumor and he's like, "Oh yeah, they brought in a cool box and they said it was from a dark fortress in the middle of the woods owned by a science cult," well, that... we probably wouldn't tell them that, right? <laughs> And I'm, I'm not just saying those exact words. Yeah. <laughs> I'm priming Found everyone it. so that they say, hey, wh- where'd you find this? We don't all go, uh, all um, right. Consider us primed. A box. The sky. <laughs> we got to get our story straight. Okay. But I don't know. You're having I don't, this I don't know if anyone <laughs> of us was planning to just start, you know, discussing all, everything that's happened. Boop, 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 boop. No, it's fine. Leave. All right. An older man comes down the stairs. Uh, he has a distracted expression, and he's uh, holding a piece of parchment <clears throat> with text on it, and there's a second piece of parchment and a quill floating in the air next to him. Uh, and as he as he's reading the parchment he's holding, uh, he'll say something like, line 35, uh, fifth word is misspelled, and the, the quill... You can see scratching away on the, the parchment floating next to it. all over it. Yeah, it's got red ink on the tip. Uh, and he, when he gets to the bottom of the stairs, he looks up and says, Hello, uh, I've, I was informed that you have an artifact that could use some inspection. Uh, I, I am Professor Gregor the Lesser. I'm always happy to be of service to a feather, fellow scholar of artifacts. I spring up in such a way that my glasses almost go flying. Boing. And uh, I scurry up to him and I go, Oh, yes, yes, wonderful, magnificent. <clears throat> Excuse me, how where are my uh, manners? I am Vimish Rinwind, uh, Tempos, uh <laughs> I study the Tempest, you see. I'm from the edge town of Elden. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet your acquaintance. Uh, Mr. Sorry, what was it again? Gregor the Lesser. Ah, yes, Gregor the Lesser. Magnificent. Uh, please, please, bring the box forward. I bring the box forward. <laughs> <laughs> I whisper to Desmond, why are we always let Terra Jux speak <laughs> The best part is because like, I'm too drunk, and then you're just never in the right place. Right. <coughs> and I offer him my. Because you have, you have the eccentric PI, you have the disgruntled postdoc in Desmond, and the rest of you are grad students who are just getting dragged along. <laughs> yep. Yep. And we've got a foreign exchange student. And a foreign <laughs> exchange student. You sure do. <laughs> Uh, so you bring the box forward, and uh, he hefts it, 
and he does basically the same thing that the guy at the desk did. He turns it over a few times. He's like, "Well, these are these are definitely draconic runes, um, an old dialect, if if my uh, memory serves, which it might not. I'm not a scholar of draconic, um, but I feel like I've seen I've seen a puzzle box like this before somewhere. Why don't Why don't you all come up to my office? We can We can discuss this further. I I need to dig through some papers. I'm sure I've seen this design some. Ah, yes, certainly. Are we all going to go, or can can we all just sit down here or whatever? Oh, there's space enough for everyone. I'll put some tea on. Okay. All right. All right. I could use uh, Irish coffee. (laughs) Uh, I'm afraid that this is largely a dry campus. That's fine. That's okay. Not with Desmond here. (laughs) (laughs) In all senses of the word. Uh, you know what it's like. You get a handful of edu- uh, evocation undergrads drunk, and then half the city is on fire. Ah, yes. And he kind of hustles you all onto the staircase, and you walk up two flights of stairs and disembark and uh, open a door into an office that looks about half again as large as it should be able to, given the exterior of the building. Uh, there's a desk covered in papers. Uh, several chairs also covered in paper. Uh, a workbench that's got like bits and pieces of disassembled clockwork machinery on it, and a sword that's kind of been pulled apart into its respective components. So the the blade, the hilt, the pommel, like all the bits are separated. Oh, interesting. <clears throat> does it have any markings? Uh, it does. It has it has runes etched along the uh, the edge of the blade. Cool. Ooh. And there so are a couple of like faintly smoking apparatuses sitting at various intervals. I am drawn to the sword. I would like to do a perception check to look for uh, the sorts of designs or blueprints or schematics I would recognize as a particular thing that I have a vested interest in not seeing come to fruition. Sure. Um, So that is going to be a 16. You don't see anything like that here. Okay. You suspect that something of <laughs> that you're looking for would probably be in a better funded facility. I assume so, but it's always like, you know, if someone new stumbles on the idea, I got to nip that in the bud. Uh, anyhow, no, you don't see anything. And he, he walks over to his desk and waves a hand and a uh, little caged uh, fire method in the corner starts grumbling and... Uh, Walks over to a tea kettle and just puts it on it. It says, uh, "Just, just a moment. I'm. I need to. I need to go into my filing cabinet." Oh yes, certainly. Take all the time you need. <clears throat> and I think that that is a good place to end our adventure. Uh, so I have been Joe, your dungeon master for this particular session. Uh, thank you, everybody who is listening. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can reach us at. The Alchemist Club 88 at gmail.com. Uh, joining us for this adventure were Daniel and I play Chad. Cahill playing the senile old man Desmond. I'm Zach and I play Fall Rock, who does not eat rocks. Matt and I play Leolin, the wood elf. I'm Waffle and I play the conductor Tarjax. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> this has been brought to you by 
Auto Spotifyable. <laughs> <laughs> Treon. 